Hi amplifiers and welcome back to Amplify. In this week's episode we're gonna talk about music production, music mixing and object writing and our guest is the very talented modern time music maker Billy Crab. Today. Not too bad, how are you doing? I'm doing great, we have a wonderful weather here in Belgium. So you're, you're in Belgium, right? Yeah, yeah, I am. I am. Oh, no. you, you are in Greece right now. I am in Greece right now. It's not as sunny as some people might <laughs> might expect yeah. at this point. But um, no, it's 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 still okay. It's not it's not still winter weather. And why are you there? Why did, did you move there? Or how? So no, I'm I'm half half. So I'm half English, half Greek. Oh yeah, and because your real name is not Billy. Your real name. My is... real name is actually Vasilis. For two thousand, well, in two thousand fourteen, up until two thousand nineteen, I was living in London. Uh-huh. Uh, and um, in 2000, like I don't know if it's the same in Ukraine, but here in Greece, if you're a Greek national, if you've got the Greek um, nationality, you have to do your military service. All right, yeah. <laughs> and I, I've been avoiding that. You supposedly you're supposed to do it after 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 you're 18. I mean, it's it's um, it's one of those things where. You, I don't think anybody wants to do it, but because of the nationality, you have to do it. So I've been avoiding it um, for these years. I, I mean, I, I left, I left Greece when I was eighteen. I moved to America to study. Okay. So I had, I had studies going on. Then I moved back to Europe, and I decided I'm going to go to London. And then all those years I avoided it. And then it came a point where my you get a temporary exemption. Yeah. Uh, from the from the military because of studies you get about 10 years uh, leave yeah. like temporary leave and um, it ended in December of 2018 so I had to make a choice of whether I go or not go and uh, without boring you with the details there's a lot that goes into not doing it you get a lot of fines okay. and money and all that yeah, stuff so I thought better just go do it it's only 8 months now well it's changing but when i had when i entered it was 8 months for anybody who was part of a five member family so you've so done yeah, it already or i've done it going- i i entered may of 2019 so i moved back to greece i left london basically in april of 2019 uh, my draft date was may 7th a day after my birthday <laughs> oh okay and then i did 8 months straight and I was released in January of 2020. I mean, it's, it's it sounds so like released, like it's from prison, because I would say like discharged or something Discharge, like that. Well, for me, it was released. You released, know, I, yeah. I got my freedom back because <laughs> I think if you can avoid it, I mean, it depends on what, it ha- if it has stuff to offer you, like work experience or, you know, if you can benefit something out of it, then do it yeah. so you don't have, but like for me, it was just eight months of not doing music. That's how I, yeah. I viewed it. So, but yeah, I'm done now. I'm out, and uh, the idea was like, I, would, I was released in January. I was going to stay in Greece till May, till I, you know, I can get myself together and ready to move back to London. Yeah. And um, then COVID happened, and there wasn't much reason for me to leave Greece and move to London when you know there's not much work going on in music at at the moment. How long has it been that you've been doing music? I think I, I, music has always been a part, you know. If, uh, I think, like with most people, you know, you grow up with your parents' music, then you start start to discover. So I started piano lessons from a young age. I was, I think, I was maybe f- five when I did my first lessons, and carried on until I was seven. 
but it just wasn't very um didn't interest me that much you know like it, I, I always saw like guitarists play and i was like yeah that's 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 what i want to be doing <laughs> that's why i want to be playing guitar so i think uh, from eight uh, so like five till seven years old i was learn- taking piano lessons then i took a break and i think around nine years old i picked up um guitar so i started taking classical guitar lessons and then it's been you know an ongoing process of learning <laughs> When I was researching information about you, I found mostly that you're a mixing engineer. Yeah, so um, it, that's kind of a recent thing. I've always done mixing, so and I, it kind of started off as a necessity. So okay. when I left, um, so I studied uh, at Berkeley in Boston mm-hmm. and uh, did four years you, there. You actually flew over there to study, right? Yeah, I went. Okay. So I went at, at the age of 18, I, I went to Boston. Uh, did a did the performance degree at Berkeley, so it was mostly um, practical practical training on on the guitar. So you had more one on one guitar lessons. But um, I, I was always interested in the technology side of things, so like recording and all that stuff, and how you could produce music. So I would always, you know, all these students that were taking the music production engineering course, they had to do these projects where they had to record bands and musicians and all that stuff. So I, I always made sure to like make friends with people who were doing that degree so I could go into the studio with them and like look into how they produce music, how they mix. And when I left Berkeley, I started, I, I got into songwriting and writing songs. I was like with a band, I moved down to Nashville and um, kind of invested more time into learning how to write songs and how to arrange them. And then when I moved to London, I started re- writing songs for myself. And I had people who were going to my first uh, single, but they eventually got, I, I don't remember what it was. I think they either got like a big project that, and they didn't have time for, you know, for my project, or it was the case where they wanted to do songwriting. I forget what it was, but they ended up not being able to mix my song. So I thought, well, I'm the only one who's going to, you know, give the attention and care for my music. So I I thought, you know what, I'm going to spend a couple of months where I'm just going to be on YouTube all day. Uh, I bought a bunch of books about mixing, recording, acoustics, all that stuff. I think it's... uh, when you have to do it out of necessity, like I didn't have a lot of money to pay, you know, especially okay. when I first left college, I was like, I don't have thousands of, um, you know, pounds or euros to spend on a mix engineer. I didn't really know how much it was going to cost me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I thought, well, it's going to be a good skill set to have. It's something that interests me. And uh, I just and I thought, you know, like, you know, and the more I got into it, the more obsessed I got about it. So the more, you know, like I was taking notes and like download, you know, you can, you can find all these like free stems online where you can practice your mixing. And um, so, yeah, that's kind of how I got into the mixing side of things. And I, you know, I had some songs I had like this. My first song uh, luckily was featured on BBC Introducing, Introducing wow. and uh, ITV, which is a UK television channel. I'm, I thought to myself, I must be doing something right. So maybe I can start doing it for other people as well. And that's kind of how I got into the whole mixing side of things. Which process of, uh, of, of the music create, of song creation do you prefer? Do you like the, the production or the, the mixing or the mastering? Do you also do your mastering? 
I do, yeah, I do. I, I do a bit of mastering as well. Um, I would say like I prefer the mixing side of things because it's for me it's a bit more creative. Um, you can have a little bit more of a creative input in the new the overall music, whereas the mastering is kind of like ironing out the details from the mixing process. Um, it, it's it's um, difficult to say because I think each process of making music has its own unique quality. Like um. I really like the the social aspect of it of writing music. Like if you have a band or if you have if you're a solo artist and you have a band that works with you, I think it's really fun to kind of get into a room and work things out. Like for for a lot of the songs on my EP, which I released in 2018, that's kind of how I I'd written the songs, I had the chord progressions, but kind of the um, the progression and the arrangement of the songs came out of sitting in a room with a drummer and a bass player and kind of bouncing ideas off each other. And I think that's that's a very fun part of like creating music. But then also the mixing side also has a lot of good things. Like you start experimenting with reverbs, effects and all that stuff. And, you know, it's, it's difficult to narrow it down to just one specific side of the um, the process. Do you think one person could do everything in the best quality? I mean, production, music, uh, production, mixing and mastering, or do we need to go to three different people or at least two different people? I'm talking from the perspective that I just play an instrument, but I like music, uh, kind of electronic music production, and mm -hmm. I'm not capable of doing that. So when I create my song, I, I sit down at the piano, I play the song, I record it in, in the DAW, and then I send it out to the music the music producer. And what I experienced in the past that the mixing part was always the most difficult one. It was so there were so many revisions. I thought, okay, maybe one person cannot do everything like in the best quality. What what do you think about that? It's a that's a that's a big question, but it's it's a good one as well because like I, I believe that as musicians nowadays we're not just creatives we're not just there to like write the music and whatever happens with it happens i think if you if you want to take music seriously and you want to write music and be you know expand your creativity you need to be able to understand different aspects of the process like as a musician myself you know i write i produce i mix i master i mean it i i, I feel that i do a good job and i've gone like comments saying that you know it's it sounds good it sounds professional um but uh, i think it's also the case that if you're not willing to put the time to learn you know like learning a new skill takes time it take you know takes practice and if it's not something that deeply interests you then you're obviously going to find somebody else but then mm -hmm. when you're working with that some other person, like a mix engineer or a mastering engineer or a producer even, you know, you want to be able to communicate your ideas clearly. That's the point, yeah. So, like, even if you're not interested in the mixing process or mastering process or even just producing s complete songs and you just care about writing lyrics and writing, you know, like composing on the piano, I think it's important to kind of read bits and bobs of the each process just so you know how to communicate your ideas and what you're looking for like with a mix engineer for example if if um if you want a song to sound if something's not sounding bright enough it's good to you know it's just good knowledge to understand which frequencies 
in the EQ spe- spectrum enhance the you know the brightness or make it dull or remove body or adds body you know it's not as if you're going to sit down and do mixing yourself but mm-hmm. you know at least you know how to communicate but um you know the more i, I you know the more I, I produce music myself i realize it's it's a lot better to have a team it's a lot better to have people to yeah. communicate with <laughs> yes. because you know it, you get different perspectives and i think that's how you also improve you know, just seeing the performance side, like the more you play with a band, the better your feel gets, the better your your um, performance gets. It's this, I think it's the same with writing and producing music. The more interactions you have with other musicians, mm-hmm. you know, the more the more knowledge you can obtain from them, and the yeah. better you will get at uh, producing and writing music. I remember sending out uh, a mix from one producer to a mixing engineer and the feedback I received, you know, it was like frequencies, this, that, that, and the drums need to be changed, etc. And I was like, "Mm, okay, I better start knowing this guy a bit more because he probably knows what he's talking about. So that's why I thought, okay, maybe it's better to have one guy for a job of music production and then another one for mixing and make them all also work together by building a team around you. And I think that's how it works in general in the, in the music industry. I think like a lot of people have their producers. A lot of artists have producers that help the artists develop the songs and, you know, make sure that the vocals are recorded properly, the instruments are recorded properly. And then that is taken off and, given to somebody else to mix and then somebody else masters it. I just, I think the idea is that you get a fresh pair of ears each time because I'm sure like you will know as well, like when you spend months and months on the same track and you're yeah. tweaking and you're like fixing and then you're second guess, oh, do, do I need to add an extra layer of bass or do I need to remove, the, you know, it, it can get very frustrating. And even for me, like I, I've said it in, you know, like in videos and uh, other people that have asked me about music production, like my EP took, like, I mean, it was only four songs, but it took me two years to finish. And it was because I was doing everything myself. And I was, especially with the performance side of like my vote, I'm, I don't consider myself to be a great singer. So like, I was always thinking, you know, I could do that vocal better. I can do that. So I spent like maybe two or three months where I would record vocals, listen back to them, delete them all. Delete. <laughs> yeah, I it, you know, it's just, you need that, you need that extra person to yeah. be there and say, you know what, this is good. Move on. I can work with it. Yeah. 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 And what about, about your AP? Uh, there is a, a song which is called, don't you worry. Don't say you're sorry. So, I mean, that that's, uh, I, I wrote that song a long time ago. I, th- I think it was bef- maybe when I just initially moved to um, to London. And it's about, uh, I mean, I guess, it you know, songs are up for interpretation. Uh, you know, you, you each person can connect the song in a different way. But for me, it was uh, 
the inspiration behind the song, the lyrics was um, stepping away from a relationship, uh, whether it's uh, you know a, a love relationship or a friendship relationship where things are not good and the other person is going through things and they can't really open themselves up to actually having a deep connection with you. And uh, yeah, that's kind of how I, I kind of viewed it and kind of like not person for not being able to give you what you're giving them, if that makes sense. So well, that's, that's beautiful. Kind of like, thank you. That's beautiful. I already added it on my Amplify. Uh, awesome. Thank you very much. Right. Very nice. And uh, what about 2021? <laughs> what, 2021, what's... yeah. Yeah. Um, I think like for the, I mean, obviously we're going through a pandemic. Things are very difficult with the music industry. I mean, people are not uh, recording music as much. There's not many, many jobs for mixing and stuff. So I think for 2021, it's just kind of, even from now, starting to try and adapt into a new, you know, what, what the new music industry is going to look like. Like we've got streaming and we've got... Um, you know online performances so i think i'm i'm, I'm uh, slowly making my way into into that like i've been exploring the you know the site twitch which um i i knew it was about for gaming but apparently you can do a lot of a lot of musicians are on there now and kind of building an audience through chatting with people who are willing to follow them and like their music so i think for 2021 it's kind of that like building continue building like um uh, like a, a following creating music um and you know looking for projects to get involved in i think that's the only thing again it's very difficult to predict what 2021 yeah. is going to be like yeah. because we thought by the end of this year things would be a lot better but it yeah. doesn't seem to be that way but yeah i think it's just taking it step by step and then hope hope for the best and do things that kind of adapt yeah. Into yeah, I think we should do something that doesn't really depend on the pandemic and things. So exactly. that's what I, I was about to ask if you are open for collaborations with other musicians. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm open for a lot of things. I think um, at the moment, what I'm focusing on a lot is kind of doing cover videos of songs and releasing them on YouTube while also writing new material. I'm collaborating with a guy in London that goes who goes by the name of tusk and he's an amazing um he does like he does a bunch of stuff he does electronic music and he's releasing music as well and um i'm doing my own my own music as well so it's just doing stuff where there's a continuous motion of um creating i think it's very yeah. easy like with with the pandemic uh, to be honest i i go through days where i'm like what's the point and then i go through days where i'm like yeah i'm gonna you know i think it's not we need to push ourselves into kind of creating a forward motion where we're not stopping. It's not the end of the world. People are look, still looking for entertainment. They're still looking for songs to connect connect to. So I think that's the overall goal for 2021. I put myself on, on the wave of thinking like, I can do this because actually I have nowhere else to be. So I can just do this at home and, and start recording, start writing and things That's like that. That's the great thing with, with nowadays that we've got access to gear and the equipment. The internet is, is amazing for like stuff like this where we can get to chat about music and um, share ideas. It's, you know, there's even, even though we've got all this negativity going on in the world, there's a lot of positive things to kind of come out of music. So 
it's good that you're keeping. <laughs> what advice you have for somebody who is now thinking about learning music production, mixing, uh, doesn't have good gear, doesn't know what kind of a gear to get, and mm. uh, limited resources in terms of money, in terms of like knowledge. So, so my advice is that um, we're living the in the age of information. YouTube is like a university of its own. Like you can find everything on YouTube. I mean, obviously, you can find good advice and bad advice. That's up to the person to discover what is good and what is bad. But like for me, a lot of the mixing knowledge that I obtained and um, especially with mastering, which mastering for me was a very vague concept. I really didn't understand what mastering was. I understood mixing, but mastering was kind of like one of those things what I, I don't understand. But there's so many videos and materials and books. I mean, okay, books, if you don't want to spend money, if you don't have the money to spend on books, then YouTube is fine. But I would say for anybody interested in mixing or thinks that they're interesting in mixing is definitely go down the YouTube route. I think a lot of people these days do that, even with guitar, even with piano, you know, when they want to learn a new skill set. I think YouTube is kind of where they all start. I would say, you know, like obviously you do need some basic gear. Like in the beginning, I don't think you need to spend thousands and thousands of uh, euros on like high-end equipment i think you can always start out with something basic and something um something that will get you started at least so i mean yeah exploring kind of like using youtube to kind of explore what is needed for for the gear and what is needed to do mixing and start learning the bait it's i think it's a it's like similar to learning a language i think you need to learn the lingo of music production and mixing so if somebody tells you like oh you need to throw in an eq on that track you understand what eq means or you understand what compression means if you wanted to learn more about eq yeah. you could either narrow it down to something specific like how do i eq vocals and you will find thousands of videos where some people will just go over it very briefly and say like do this that and the other that's fine if you just learn a specific kind of routine of how to cut and boost frequencies. But there's there's other people out there that will go through each frequency and explain, okay, well, if you boost 250 hertz, this adds and removes you know body from your vocals and stuff like that. So I would say, yeah, just if, if you're interested in learning about mixing and mastering, start from YouTube. And I think the more you look into it, you'll find people also suggesting books, other channels, and it it's a domino effect. You know, you start from one thing and you go down the yeah. rabbit hole and you discover it's a rabbit hole. Yeah. I mean you that's what happens in YouTube, doesn't it? Like you you start yeah, with one indeed. video and you end up three hours later still watching. Yeah. Three hours later you're watching <laughs> recipes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> or like you're on a different topic, yeah. Yeah. And uh for instance, you mastered the, the mixing yourself because you yourself studied that, right? Would you be eager to provide like a short coaching to somebody who is listening or watching this uh, video? So, uh, yeah, can definitely. We, can we recommend them? Okay, if you want to learn a bit more about mixing, you can. they can go to you. For sure. So I'm in the process, like speaking about like making adjustments for 2021. Um, what I'm in the process of doing is actually creating, um, I, I am either going to create mini lessons on YouTube where I go over specific things 
about mixing or um I, well the other thing is i'm also going to start offering kind of free counseling well counseling is not the correct word but kind of um assistance let's say like we'll book 30 minute uh, zoom calls where you people can share their their screen and go through the mix their mixes and we can discuss kind of like make suggestions and discuss how to like make something sound better or maybe suggest alternative ways that will be easier to mix for example guitars or bass or whatever they're working on so definitely yeah like if if um that's something definitely i want to start doing in the future where i'm kind of helping other people providing resources and it's something that i'm uh, working on adding to the website as well because i've got all the services and and uh, what i do on the website but i also want to start adding some uh, resources of stuff that i you know books that i read uh, videos that I watched and uh, that will be definitely helpful for for other people who are interested into getting into mixing. Yeah, when I, for instance, when I bought my gear, well, what I bought, a microphone, a vocal shield and, and some monitors, I was researching on the internet, but there is so much information on the internet and sometimes I don't know what I need and what I don't. So for me, it was easier to go to the music producers I worked with and just, okay, ask them, what do you think about this? Do you recommend something else? Like, and how do I connect this cable to, to something? Exactly. Else? I mean, that that's a, I mean, that's a great way to do it. Yeah, like, I mean, that's like, a great way to do it. And I have a lot of people. You know, I mean, I, I do that with for myself. Like, I'll if I don't know how to do something, I will ask yeah. somebody else and see if they have any suggestions. I mean, that's way one way of going about it. Like asking other people. The other way is. Um, especially with buying gear and starting out is to tell yourself, okay, how much money am I going to spend? How much, how much do I want to invest uh, starting out? And once you have your budget, just look up reviews and see like what gear it, I mean, obviously if you don't know what gear to buy, ask somebody, or oh, there's tons of information. If you Google it, what you need, but then based on how much you want to spend, I would look into the gear that costs that amount of money. Uh, and go about it that way in terms of daw what are you using so i went through a bunch of different ones um i started off in sonar uh, which is along the lines of uh, cubase it's uh, i think that Stein, steinberg i think it's the same company that makes uh, cubase uh so i started off in that and then when i got into co college i we were given logic and i think at the time it was logic pro i don't think even it was called logic pro i think it was logic 8 or something like that and um i i learned how to use that we, in college we also took some introductory music production courses so before you choose your major they kind of give you a taste of each uh major and then you can decide what you want to do so we did an uh, introduc introduction to music music production, and we learned Logic, Reason, and uh, pr um, Digital Performer, which is used a lot in film scoring. And then, so I stuck with Logic for a long time, and then for a very short time, I moved to Pro Tools. Uh, but for me, it was um, the cost of Pro Tools, and every time you wanted to upgrade it, upgrade it, it was just too much money and apple does this amazing thing where you buy you buy the software once and all the upgrades are free so, so you are using uh, the mac pro uh... so yeah i'm with a mac macbook pro uh, it i mean it's a mid 2015 
it's still working fine. I mean, it, it gets, you know, I haven't upgraded the operating system. So I'm still on Mojave. I'm not on the latest one, which is Catalina. But um, it works fine. And uh, yeah, I've stuck with Logic Pro because I've, you know, obviously I've spent so many years using it and I know it by heart and I know all the shortcuts. It's just easier to, I don't have to like look up how to do something. I just know everything. And I think that's the important part. It doesn't really matter what DAW you're using as long as you know how to use it to its full extent where it's not getting in the way of your creativity. Because if if you're trying to do something and then you have to take a break and look up, okay, how do I automate something? Then it's cutting into your creativity and you kind of lose that momentum. Whereas yeah. if you if you spend time learning a DAW, no matter what it is, if you can create music, then that's the important So You know, the, I know people who produce music on Audacity. I mean, it, and that's a very basic um, DAW. But they still... They do, they they are able to do what they want to do and they're happy. You know, that, I think that's that's the important side of things. Yeah, Reaper I think is a free. If I remember correctly, Reaper is a free DAW, and it's really good. Like if you want to look into that, and uh, I know I know a lot of people, even like a lot of YouTubers use Reaper, and it has some amazing tools for music production. So it's definitely worth worth checking out. Let's talk about another skill of yours and something that I know you from because I know you from Facebook because I joined your group of object writing. Yeah. And how, where did this idea of creating the group came from? So, I mean, I, I created the group after I left the military. So I think it was probably, I think maybe March or February. I forget when, when I actually opened it up. And the idea was that I was doing object writing every day and for me it was very I found it very challenging to kind of find stuff to write about the next day so I would like prepare my I would I would make a list actually every week of a uh, seven object writing uh, topics and then somehow I managed to like pre have them emailed to myself every morning so I mm-hmm. would like kind of forget what I had arranged like to write about so then i every like i would i would wake up at 6 a.m make coffee and then start writing and i thought like okay well i'm already i'm doing this anyway i'm preparing these like um prompts let's say for for myself maybe there's people out there that you know and when you do things in a group it sometimes builds momentum it keeps you more invested in doing yeah absolutely. It. absolutely. so i thought well i mean i have you know, I'm I'm looking for like-minded people. I'd love to like create a community of uh, writing. I really like songwriting. I also wanted to get into co-writes, like writing lyrics with other people. So I thought, well, the best way, create a group on Facebook and just provide prompts for people every day. And it kind of went through a phase. It started off very strong. Uh, like there were a few people that joined that found the, found the um, group and they... They were writing it. We started off calling it a daily object writing challenge. So um, I had like prompts being posted every day and people were writing. And initially I wanted people to post them. Like I was kind of saying like, if you're going to join the group, post your, you know, object writing. But it, it slowly, I think people kind of got caught up with the coronavirus situation. And a lot of people, I know like some people on the group have families, they have kids. So it was very difficult for them to kind of invest extra time into like writing, writing on paper, then 
copying it on, uh, yeah. you know, like in a document and pasting it into the group. So it, it kind of went from a daily object writing to a weekly object writing, and then it, it, we slowly kind of slowed down and we kind of took a break. And I thought I would like bring it back now in November where we're doing that everyday object writing. And it's kind of, there's no pressure. Like people don't have to post if they don't want to. You know, it's up to, up to you. Like you, you make you make the commitment yourself all i'm doing in the group is providing you with a prompt so you don't have to think about it uh the next you know the next morning or something like that it's a lovely idea because when i you know every morning i now i intentionally just try to wake up a bit earlier because i know that okay i need those 10 15 minutes to write to sit mm -hmm. down to open my pc and write a bit and uh it's cool because you give the topics already you give the prompts and uh what I noticed about myself is like I, I could uncover some old memories like mm -hmm. I never knew that I still had them you know it's like you're digging up your archives yeah. exactly yeah. and with the time limit it's um I mean I, I have you read the book about object writing by uh, Pat, Pat Addison exactly yeah so, so writing better lyrics so I did that I I took a songwriting course uh, with Scarlet Keys, who's mentioned in the book, um, and uh, that's the book we kind of went over in in the lesson, and we talked about you know object writing, and we do these exercises in, in class, and it was very for me it was very interesting because I'd never written songs before, like I I'd, I was interested in songwriting, and I in when I entered Berkeley, I don't know if you are into John Mayer, but in two thousand and nine. I had uh, the, I think, Continuum uh, by John Mayer with all the, you know, big big hits that he had, like Gravity and Waiting for the World to Change. Like, it kind of became very huge amongst the guitar community. Like, every single guitarist at Berkeley who wanted to be a songwriter wanted to sound like John Mayer. Okay. So in my, I was, to be honest, I was one of those guitar players as well. Like, I really like that album. The songwriting is amazing. The guitar playing is amazing. And I thought like, okay, well, maybe I should try, you know, getting into songwriting. So I took this lyric, lyric writing course and that's the book we did. And this object writing exercise just really stood out. You know, it's very, very interesting, especially for somebody who doesn't, I, I never had a very strong background in reading or writing, you know, stuff. So it was kind of gave me some structure into like, okay, well, I'm not going to spend hours on end trying to write a song. I'll just send, spend 10 minutes in the morning. Mm-hmm kind of like it's kind of like brain dumping you 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 take the prompt and you think about the first thing that comes to mind and yeah, you start really writing like, yeah it don't delete you just continue writing yeah it's you just continue nice. it doesn't have to be perfect grammar it doesn't have to be you know perfect punctuation it, you just write and uh, let everything out so yeah I, I i really liked it and i've stuck with it for you know i go through phases i'll go through like a few months where i do it every morning and then I'll get some inspiration from there and write a few songs or compose music. And then I'll take a break from it and then I'll do it again for like an extended period of time, take a break from it and so on and so forth. I don't do it religiously every day um, like I used to, but I, I do go through months. And I think mm -hmm. that's a healthy way of doing it as well, because I think especially with it, when you have a lot of other things going on, yeah. you can get burnt out quite easily. Um so like object writing is a great exercise and the other thing that i would highly suggest to people is just journal like if you just, don't want to do a not yeah if you don't want to do a 10 minute um object writing just like 
spend spend like set a timer to like 15 20 minutes if you want and just like write there's a there's a thing called morning pages an exercise called morning pages where you basically just do a brain dump so whatever you're feeling whatever comes to mind whatever's on your mind you just write three pages and when the three pages are up that's when you stop but morning pages is it something like diary or no it can, it can like... be a diary because, I mean, at the end of the day, if you're looking for inspiration for lyrics, you know, uh, like for me, a lot of the inspiration comes from personal experiences, things that I can like connect to emotionally. So I think like by writing, even if it's like in a diary form, you still mm-hmm. get like bits and pieces, maybe phrases that come to mind, maybe other emotions that come from what you're writing that you can actually take from. And maybe even from your journal, you can take words or like phrases that you can later on object write on. Use so in terms of in terms of inspiration, it's it's not something that you have to really push. It's it's something that is there in you, and you're just using it based on the daily exercises depends. you do. I then... think it depends. Yeah, I think like I think you need to. Um, it is it is a muscle. Like you like I I go through like I, the reason why I go through back to object writing after a break is because you know you you do get a bit rusty. Like if you haven't been writing on a daily basis, you need that kind of jump start. You need to kind of get the wheels turning again. So I think like by writing you do get inspiration, but sometimes you do have to push. Like I'm doing a project now for. Um, a, a new kind of community called Noisy Brain, and they what they're doing is they're taking writings from people who have mental health issues, are struggling, you know, and they write poems. And you take the poem and you write, uh, you write music or lyrics based on what they've their experience. So in that case, you kind of have to put yourself, you know, you you have to push a bit harder because it's not your own personal experience. It's kind of like putting yourself in their own in somebody else's shoes. I'm trying to get inspiration from somebody else. I had a talk with uh, one of the CEOs um, a couple of weeks ago, and they were telling me more about uh, the inspiration behind it. And it's more like starting to get musicians involved where people can, you know, people with mental health issues can connect. And, you know, they've obviously put their heart and soul into their own writings and poems that they're doing. So hearing that kind of in in a music form helps them kind of, you know, get an extra form this of expression. This is brilliant. Awesome idea, seriously. And that's yeah, uh, I really I really like. You know, they got in touch with me. I think they found me on um, there's a platform called the Dots, uh, which is for creatives. It's something that you you might be interested in checking out as well. And uh, they just reached out, said we've got this project, and it sounded interesting to me. So I was like, yeah, definitely, let's. Um, that's uh I wanted to find out more, so they we had a chat and they told me more about it, and it was really good, yeah, re- really interesting. And it, yeah. they're open to a, do- a lot of different genres. It's not just um, you know, they're not just looking for like uh, acoustic music or they, you know, they're open to everything as long as it you know stays true to what they're um yeah. the writing of the person who who submitted. Yeah. Is there something new that you would like to learn? Oh, there's always something new that I'd like to learn. <laughs> um, I mean, for me at the moment, it's like, like I'm I'm getting I'm slowly getting obsessed again about vocals. I think like vocals is something that I would like to um, get a lot better at, and um, kind of build a routine about uh, you know through practicing and learning more about the 
vocal cords and all that stuff. So I think that's kind of at, at this time, you know, November 2020, if, <laughs> if we put a date to it, yeah. is where they kind of what I'm focusing on. I mean, I'm always interested, you know, I'm, I'm one of those people that I, I constantly come up with ideas which either are futile or, you know, could be something interesting. So like I'm, you know, I, I like to look into, I like to read about coding and, uh, you know, oh stuff God. which is not, yeah, non-music related. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it, it's, um, yeah, it, it, I mean, if, if, if I give one, one thing that I want to learn and get better at is definitely vocals, like singing. Are you like going to work with the, with the vocal teacher or did you think about it? Yeah, so I, I used to take uh, vocal lessons from an amazing teacher called Joe Thompson. She's based in, in London and um, uh, some big names. And he, just the amount of students she has is, you know, um, testament to how good she is. And um, so, like, one thing that I noticed and stuff that I've learned from her, not only for vocals, but, like, in general for music is just kind of understanding that it's a performance and it's not just like a technical thing so like she she talks a lot about emotion and understanding the lyrics and understanding your posture and so i've i used to take um i did lessons with her for maybe a year and a half before leaving london and uh you know she gave me a whole she even gave me exercises to do while i while i was in the military you know like breathing exercise you can practice on so yeah, I, I've definitely done lessons. I would like to get back to them when I'm back in London. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, I think I think you need to take lessons at least for a short amount of period till you build the basics, so you can kind of like continue practicing on your own. Yeah, vocal lessons are cool, especially if it's a um, a classical singing teacher, mm -hmm. uh, because they really help you to keep your throat in the good position to 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 learn where the sound should resonate, in mm. which position, in which notes, and, and your posture, of course. And uh, yeah, today when we hear everything on the radio, it's mostly <sighs> things like it's this. Very so. breathy, yeah. And also, yeah. I mean, we need it's to be careful. Really I think. Yeah. We need to be careful as well with how we, like that's another thing that I've realized, like a lot of these news, like popular music mostly, a lot of it is processed in a way, like in the mixing phase, yeah. where it sounds. Where it sounds, yeah. And um, I think, you know, when you when you're practicing on your own and you're trying to replicate that sound in your head, it doesn't usually come out. So you, I think, like, if anybody getting into singing, they need to be cautious of not, you know, discouraged because they don't sound like. Yeah. you know x y and z artists it's you know tell me about your routine please uh, uh, what type uh, of routine practicing or uh, more like your perfect day like what would you do tomorrow morning you wake up what, what will you do so ideally if i manage to go to bed early because <laughs> there have been a few days where i've uh, stayed up um stayed up late doing uh, doing music or with work um ideally you know like go to bed early wake up early like maybe around 6 6 30 um i've got six, a morning 30 ideally you know like that's my that's what i always aim for sometimes it's 6 6 30 sometimes it's 7 somewhere in between 6 and 7 but, um, but it's early time i love it already i love being up early 
Yeah, I've been, I've, I used to, well, before I left for the military, I used to go to bed at nine and wake up at four because I would have to leave for work. I, I was doing a, a non-music job um, three times a week mm-hmm. uh, and I had to leave my house at six. So I thought, well, and when I came back from work, I was super tired to do anything mu- music. So I thought, well, okay, if I get up early, I get two hours of practicing something on the guitar before I have to leave for work. So I, that's when I first got got into like kind of waking up early and um, creating a morning routine. So so I'll wake up early and then I I've got a morning routine of work, journaling, do some writing. Um, if I'm object writing during that time period, I'll do my object writing exercises. And then what one thing I'm trying to do is like early in the morning, not to open a laptop, not to check my phone. You know, just. They, they they say it's good for like the first couple of hours when after you've woken up to kind of just do other stuff. Either do your reading, writing, stuff like that, where you're kind of not um, filling your brain with endorphins from like social media or like YouTube videos. And then I'll usually just have like the, this week I'm working on a new track that uh, I want to release before the end of this year. Uh, so I'll work on stuff or musical stuff. I'm also teaching. What's the so, name of this track? Uh, Kiss until the sunrise. It's 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 very different to what I've released so far. I'm trying to like embrace my pop side and uh, try out uh something new so i've got i'm working on that um that song and um so yeah like, it'll just be i'll have my morning routine and then the day before i'll, I'll set what the stuff that i want to get done uh, usually music stuff i also teach guitar so some days i have guitar lessons so i'll have um dedicated slots for that as well and uh, yeah, pretty much, yeah, just stay creative. I mean, especially with COVID now, we're indoors, everything's online. So it's just kind of uh, trying to stay creative and do stuff like that. But yeah, it's the routine is, I, I like to think of it as adjustable, depending on, <laughs> you know, if I stay up late, then everything kind of gets shift um, for later. But. Oh, I'm screwed. I didn't do that. That that that's so Well, that's how I used to be. Like if I woke up late, I would be like, "Oh, my whole day's gone." But the thing is it's not gone. You just like have to yeah. think, "Okay, well, I'll, I'll try and go to bed early and squeeze as much stuff as I can for the hours that I've got left." Do you still do any non-music related uh, night, I don't know, jobs 9 to 5 something that At the moment no, like um I'm I'm teaching mostly and I've had some mixing jobs uh, which has been good uh, for these past few months. Uh, Before I left for the military, so I would say from like 2017 till 2019 because I was living in London. London's a difficult city to live, especially as a musician. So I was, I was teaching, I mean teaching is, I I consider part of music so it's not very non-musical. Uh, it's a non-creative, I think. It's more like passing on uh, information. But uh, I used to do some uh, admin work for other companies. Like uh, I had a mate who worked for, um, um, what was it, construction company. And I was uh, doing what they call document 
basically just admin stuff for them. Um, I did like some weekend custom, uh, customer service jobs on weekends, you know, like little jobs here and there that just supported my music and I could actually do this, the other stuff that, um, I wanted to do. It's, 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 um, it's an interesting time for music, uh, with everything like, or even before COVID, you know, like when you write music and you release music, it's not necessarily, you know, the amount of time and effort and money even you put into it, you're not necessarily going to get the return. You know, like you, people don't buy music. They're more like they're used to paying 10 euro, 10 quid for Spotify, Apple music and what that, and have everything at the, uh, you know, at, uh, in their hands. So I think, you know, you know, we have to find alternative ways to, you know, if you want to make a living from money, you need to find alternative ways to doing it. And whether it's touring, whether it's, collaboration a lot i know a lot of people that do syncing jobs so they'll write music for tv and commercials so yeah i mean if you if you can get your foot through the door with that then i think you know you can make some decent money and a decent living from your music actually so um but yeah like for me it was i like the creative side so in order to do the creative side you need sometimes you need to do jobs that are non-music music related so my show is called my show, my Skype video. Your show, man, yes. My show is called Amplify. And I created it for the reason that in 2020, the, the whole industry with talents was in kind of a not certain, uh, on not uncertain level. And I, I just wanted to give a bit of a shout out to people that I know that are around me and to, to kind of amplify them. I would like you to nominate somebody who you know around you, who you would like to support. So I could go to that person and ask him, her, for them for an interview. So I could give they you a could... whole list of people if you want. <laughs> you choose only one. <laughs> I can only choose one. Oh, man. I have a ton of people in my head right now. But if I was going to choose uh, one person to nominate for you to go check out, um, it would have to be... Um, Oh, this is going to be difficult. Uh, I would say uh, there's this. Um, so my cousin's, I guess, fiance now. She is. Um, she's an actress in in London, but she's also, you know, as as the industry has changed, I think she's also kind of gotten into writing a lot, and she's been doing a lot of screenwriting, and she actually released recently. Um, one of her own short films that she wrote. Uh, I th I'm not sure if she directed it, but she wrote it called The Outsiders, and it's out available now for people to to check out as well and watch. So okay. she, I think she would be definitely an interesting interesting person to talk to about creativity and even writing from not just uh, you know obviously we were talking about lyric writing and music and all that stuff, but she she has a um, she can give you the an insight into writing for film. She's got a very interesting side to talking about our energies and how we are as people. And uh, I think it kind of goes into her film, you know, screenwriting as well. So I think I'll, I'll nominate Grace. Her name is Grace Parry. And, uh, Grace Parry, okay. Definitely reach out to her. And who knows, maybe next time I'm going to have an interview with her. It's very exciting. It's, it's yeah. very And nice. if you need more people, I can tell you after yeah, the... Of course, I know. <laughs> I'll give you a list. <laughs> <laughs> you can fax it over to me. <laughs> I will do. I will do. Uh, 
what about uh, where can where can we find you? So I mean, I guess the 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 sure place to to find me would be my website. It's uh, www.billycrab.com. Very simple, easy to remember. I've got everything there from my music, from projects I worked on. Uh, if people are interested in any of the services that I provide, they can go check out what I what what I can do and um, what I've done. Uh, then I'm all I'm I'm like everybody else. I'm on all the social media platforms: Instagram, Twitter. Uh, Twitter I don't use that much, but I'm on there if anybody is <laughs> on there. And uh, I'm gonna be doing a lot of well, not a lot of. I'm gonna start trying to do the Twitch stream platforms so um i've got a twitch page and youtube i mean youtube is where i release most of the most of my content whether it's a cover video or music so and billy crab on spotify and billy crab yeah like crab spelled c-r-a-b-b if you're a harry potter fan it was the name of one of the bad guys but i'm quite nice as you can tell yeah 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 <laughs> okay billy thanks a lot for awesome yeah. No, thank you. Thank it's you for reaching time. out and asking me to do this. Yeah, I really love this hour with you. It's uh, I, I didn't really notice how we are 59 minutes already talking. It's very nice. When you're having fun, man. When you're yeah. having fun. <laughs> you're having fun. So uh, what I'm going to do is probably go back tomorrow morning to your object writing page. In awesome, Office. yes. I love the participation, man. I hope I'm going to try and see if we can get more people involved. I mean, I think it's really nice that you're... You're posting the pictures every day of having I mean, done I'm the enjoying it really i don't need to post uh, especially you know text by text what i wrote mm -hmm. i can just do make a picture and just say that i am here uh, i am here to participate in the community because I mean, the at the end of the day, yeah, yeah at the end of the day that's what i you know that's really what i wanted to achieve with this uh, community it was kind of like give some inspiration and give some motive to for people to actually do the object writing anybody who's interested in doing them and the easiest way I can help people is just giving them the prompt so they don't have to be looking around for for what to write about. You know, just it's there and you can do whatever you want with it. Yeah. All right. Thanks a lot, Billy. And awesome, Eric. Good... It was great talking to you. You too. Take care. I know it isn't easy, 
And I know it's not your fault But red and green don't mix too well The colors make for fools So wipe those tears right off your face Wipe those tears right off your face And come on, sit down next to me And tell me what I've done Come rain or high water I never do you wrong Cause I told you once, I told you twice I'll tell you till I'm dead You're the reason I can breathe You're the ground beneath my Oh, 